0: This is Business Beyond Bizarre, a podcast of the Slightly Unusual. Here's your host, Peter Anthony Holder. Hello and welcome to Business Beyond Bizarre, a podcast that takes you off the beaten path, introducing you to people who have slightly quirky hobbies or businesses, Have you ever seen an armored personnel carrier? Armored personnel carriers, or APCs, are a broad type of armored military vehicle designed to transport personnel and equipment in combat zones. So, if you are or were in the military, you might be familiar with them. You may have even driven one. With the exception of military parades, most civilians rarely come in contact with an APC. But one man from Norwich in the UK has always dreamed of driving one. And if you wish hard enough, dreams often come true. Merlin Batchelor is that dreamer. A lawyer by trade, Merlin has his own armored personnel carrier.
1: How did this dream start? I've always wanted a tank. I did my driving license for tanks about 15 years ago, just for fun. Never had a, a house with a big enough driveway to park one on until now. I got it really for me and family to have fun. It sort of went from there.
0: Oh, to reminisce about all the things I really wanted in life, but passed on because I didn't have a big enough driveway. Note that Merlin, a civilian, has his tank license. This is not something that the average person has in their wallet,
1: so I'll bite. Why do you have a tank license? I went through a phase of collecting the driving licenses. You know, after you pass your car license and you think, oh, wow, I can drive now. That's cool. And then I went and did a motorbike one. I thought, oh, now I can drive motorbikes. I went and did a lorry one. I thought, I might as well collect all of these. And I realized there were some esoteric categories. And you can do a license to drive electric milk floats in the UK and things like that. Well, license for steamrollers as well. That was an interesting one, driving a steamroller. So I did the tank one. I thought, this is pretty cool. Now I ask you. When
0: have you ever had the chance to whip out a license that says you can drive a steamroller? So clearly, Merlin is taking excitement and collecting to a new level. By the way, just how much does an APC set
1: you back? It's about $35,000, £25,000 thereabouts. If you look at it, any sort of secondhand or reasonably new car comes to about that sort of amount, so it's not that far off getting a car or van.
0: Yeah, but I know where I can get a secondhand car or van very easily. I'm at a loss as to where to get an armored
1: personnel carrier without going to the dark web or the black market. It's a British um, one. I bought it online. I actually bought it as a resale. So um, the MOD, they sell off their old equipment and things. Lots of trade buyers purchase them, not not just sort of militaries overseas, but also you get a lot of people who use them for shows and film shoots and things like that. And some just collectors. And I I bought it off a collector, essentially.
0: For $35,000, you really want everything to be in working order. You don't want to see the fine print that says... Your mileage may vary, dealer prep not
1: included. It was a rusting hulk. The person who sold it to me said it had sat in the field for 40 years. Engine didn't work, nothing worked, tracks didn't go around. It was pretty much just a big rusted lump of metal. So they sandblasted it down, got everything working. That, by the way, was included in the cost of buying it. So um, that that $35,000, that covered the cost of buying and renovating it. But since then, we've been doing extra things to it. So, for example, we've added a reversing camera. Very handy if you're reversing a a large imposing vehicle. We've also added a TV inside with a soundbar. We've got a compressor fridge that we're going to be installing soon. And LED strip light. So, um, yeah, it's all good fun. An armored personnel
0: carrier doesn't have wheels, it has a track. I mean, it's like a tank. One would think that this could do some serious damage to a network of roads.
1: It's comparatively light for tanks, so it's 15 tons. And, of course, you you can drive excavators and tractors and things that do have tracks on the road. So you don't need any special permissions for driving a tracked vehicle. The main thing is to make sure that with tanks, because they have steel tracks, what you have is rubber pads fixed in between each one. So essentially, it's just rubber making contact with the road rather than steel. And yeah, it does no damage to the road at all. Just to be
0: clear, I said it's like a tank, and you need a tank license to drive it. But unlike a tank, which usually has the driver's head sticking out of the hatch, an APC lives up to its name and carries personnel. It can seat nine comfortably, and you can even handle some standing room. So... When exactly did this somewhat expensive joyriding fantasy turn into a
1: money-making venture? I bought it originally for myself and family, but then I had uh, neighbors and friends asking for rides, and then friends of friends, and then people I didn't even know. It was the the postman, for example, or the mailman, as you call him over there, said, can you take my kids to the prom? How much would it cost? I thought, I don't know. (laughs) I'll have to go and find out. And so I went and found out.
0: Merlin found out by checking with any potential competitors and his insurance
1: company. There is one other company I know of in the UK that does do it. First thing I did was call the insurer and just said, you know, can I increase the insurance to do private hire work? How much would that cost? And the insurer said, oh yeah, you can do this and it will cost that amount. I sort of set up the website and thought, oh, that's great, that's nice and easy. And then the council very helpfully contacted me saying, oh, you need a private hire operator's license to do this sort of thing. So um, we went down the route of approaching the council to get a private hire operator's license. But even without the license, you're permitted in the UK to use it for weddings and funerals. They're exempt from the private hire licensing scheme, I think just for historic reasons.
0: If you're ever in Norwich and you have a marriage or a funeral, you might want to go for a spin. According to Merlin's website at tanktaxi.co.uk, a trip from Norwich City to Dunstan Hall, for example, is a fixed 800 pounds. Given the vehicle seats nine, that comes to less than a hundred pounds per person. Even less if you consider standing room. I'm sure it's a ride you won't forget. Thanks for the memories. Business beyond bizarre. A magazine that has been around since the beginning of this century has a very simple name. It's called Found. It also has very simple and humble beginnings that has since branched out from a mere publication to a musical, a podcast, and beyond. Found shares personal stories through lost and found notes. It was started by Davey Rothbart, who is an Emmy Award-winning filmmaker and a contributor to the radio show This American Life. And as I said, it was created from a very simple premise.
2: I was living in Chicago. What happened was I came out to my car late one night and I saw on my windshield a note addressed to Mario. Now, my name's Davey, so I'm like, all right, who's Mario, what's this note all about? I opened it up to read it and it said, Mario, I hate you. You said you had to work, then why is your car here at her place? You're a liar. I hate you, I hate you. Signed, Amber, PS, page me later. You know, I was just caught by this note because, first of all, she obviously left it on the wrong car. You know, she thought my car was Mario's car, that he was cheating on her or something. But then just all these complicated emotions. She was so angry and upset with him, but still kind of hopeful and sweet, you know, P.S. page me later. And so it just made me think about all the notes and letters I'd sort of seen blown down the street over the years. Maybe a kid's drawing, maybe a Polaroid you find in the gutter or on the floor of the city bus. So I decided to start Found Magazine. It's kind of a way for everybody to share what they were finding with everybody else. You know, to-do lists, post-it notes, grocery lists. But each one gives you a little glimpse into someone else's life.
0: So, this whole thing started with a misdirected note to Mario from Amber. Gee... I wonder what happened to that relationship.
2: So I never was able to find them. Just be—I wish she had left her pager number, so I could have paged her and explained the mistake. But in a way, Mario and Amber is what really sparked the idea for the Found podcast. Over the years, we've published so many letters in Found magazine and in the, in these Found books. They're people I've always wondered about and sort of wished I could reach out to and hear the real story behind their note. Part of the fun is just imagining what the story is, but. A few times people have said, hey, that's mine. You know, they've recognized their found letter in the magazine and getting to talk to them has been kind of magical. Has
0: anyone ever found a copy of Found and recognized their own story within the pages?
2: It's really only happened maybe a dozen times that somebody has reached out and you know seen their note on the Found magazine website or, or in in one of the uh, magazines. And of course, the other thing we often change the names or phone numbers to keep them anonymous. We're not we're not trying to out anybody or get anyone in trouble. But these are real letters. They're very raw and revealing. They're, you know, sometimes quite personal. But a few times people have reached out. They, they either were a bit honored or usually just mystified. Like, why would anyone care about these little details of my love life? And I explained to them, hey, we can relate to it. You know, I've, I've read the same pitiful love note a hundred times myself. One girl got in touch. She saw a note in Found Magazine number one. She was at a friend's house, and she saw this letter she had written years ago about these two guys she was dating, Kevin and Chad. She was trying to figure out what to do. She was asking her friend for advice. Well, she emailed me and said, hey, that's mine. We started emailing back and forth, and she gave me a whole update. She was like, hey, I'm back with Kevin, but Chad's coming up this weekend to visit, so I still don't know what's going to happen.
0: Hmm. Kevin and Chad. Well, that sounds like two sides of a preppy triangle. Anyway, it's one thing to start a magazine like this. It's one thing to collect items for a magazine like this. But did you ever think that in a million years, total strangers would send in stuff to a magazine like this.
2: I did not think it would expand in the ways that it did. I knew a few friends who are weird like me and sort of curious about other people's lives. My initial idea was to make 50 copies of this, you know, just a little handmade zine, basically. But what was really stunning to me was the way that it grew and how quickly people began sending fines in from all over the country, all over the United States, and and really all around the world. Uh, We had our website, foundmagazine.com, and that, so we started posting new finds every day on, on the Found Magazine website. I have to say it was, it was kind of stunning. It was exciting to see that this idea of getting a real glimpse of people through these Found notes, you know, that it resonated with so many people.
0: The explosion of social media has changed a lot in our lives since Found was founded. Does this modern way of communication make found findings easier or harder?
2: Well, that's a great question. Definitely, like, people are not putting pen to paper so much anymore, so there's less of these handwritten notes floating around. But I will say that as technology evolves, the ways that you can find stuff evolves. Like, you know, people will send an email, but then someone might print out that email, and it falls out of their backpack. It's on the bus. It's in the bowling alley parking lot. Sometimes you'll find a cell phone now, and it's maybe filled with photographs. In years past, you might have found a stack of photos in the alleyway. Now you'll find a phone with 50 pictures on it. A guy in Baltimore, he told me that he got his dad. His dad's in his 80s, and he got his dad his first cell phone. And as soon as he activated it, a stream of text messages started pouring through and apparently they were from some girl texting her ex-boyfriend who had had the same phone number previously. And he wasn't even responding, but you read the stream of text messages, it's kind of a, a way to get a glimpse into someone else's life just through that. And the last thing I'll say about that is that when people do have something really important on their mind, that's when people will put pen to paper and write an actual letter. If you're entering, ending a marriage after 15 years, or if you're writing to a co-worker who you've always been in love with, you know that's when you will write a handwritten letter. And so the letters that are being written are sometimes the most interesting
0: davy has really found his niche with found as i mentioned earlier what started out as a note mistakenly put on his car has turned into a magazine a podcast and even a musical
2: These great folks in New York City, they took all these found letters. To be honest, I couldn't quite see how they were going to adapt found magazine into a musical. But I have to say, it's it's like a pretty incredible experience. They really bring all these stories to life. The tone is just right because, of course, you're not mocking the authors of these notes. You're sort of celebrating our collective weirdness. And they tell a great story in it, too. Um, they have a, a Tony-nominated playwright, Hunter Bell, and an incredible composer, Eli Bolin. So anyway, it, it, it played at the Atlantic Theater in New York, beautiful off-Broadway uh, stage that was founded by David Mamet and William H. Macy. The play is fantastic.
0: If you're looking to find Found, then check out their website at foundmagazine.com. And remember the words of Robert Frost, poetry is is when an emotion has found its thought, and the thought has found words. Business beyond bizarre. And on that note, this experiment that is business beyond bizarre has come to a conclusion, for now. Who knows where we'll be found in the future?
1: This has been Business Beyond Bazaar, a presentation of Flying Fish Communications and Group Fair Play.